to the barefoot punter i'm your host as always the mug your co-host the pope the modeler is with us as well and of course we take our inspiration from the barefoot investor but instead of giving you investment advice we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 nrl and afl season and it's a big welcome back to the pope thanks for having me mug the barefoot rotation policy is kicked in this week much discussed during the week around resting the new bloke. The young body don't want to give him too much load too early. So stats man out and uh, modeler in without uh, breaking too much confidence as, bet, as to who you're about to introduce. Well, on that note, Pope, it's high time. We welcome back to the program, the modeler. Well, it's good to be back again. Uh, yeah, been enjoying the holidays so far, but um, yeah, looking forward to actually getting a break and getting back to Melbourne and uh, not being in a, an apartment with two kids. So looking, for, looking forward to a holiday from the holiday, I'd say. Uh, very good, Modler. Well, well, it's good to have you back, mate, and um, worse places to be than the Sunshine Coast, that's for sure, I am sure. So, uh, Pope, we might uh, get straight into it and um, and just talk some bad beats. Sugar Man uh, wants the Hawks. Anytime the Hawks get beat, he, he wants the Hawks up there as a bad beat. But I don't think there's anything bad about a, uh, what, 69, 70-something point flogging. I left early, so um, I wasn't there to watch the end of it. Um, but uh, you can't have that one. JT, uh, our, our, uh, our good friend, um, friend of the program, he, um, he's got Zebel, first goal scorer down as a bad beat. Couldn't get down. Couldn't get the couldn't get the uh, the shells down on the forty to one shot, so that's a bit uh, that's a bit rugged. Um, I've actually got one for myself, uh, Pope. After watching the storm uh, obliterate, was it dogs the week before? I thought maybe the, the best back uh, the best bet in world sport is back, and uh, just took a little cheeky minus uh, on the day, and uh, the minuses was at minus fourteen, and. Uh, Last play of the game. Is it Justin Olam? Justin Jackson? Yeah. Uh, Olam um, gave a pretty solid tackle on the last play of the game. And, uh, yeah, it was a penalty after the siren kicked the two-pointer just to square it back up to 14. So I got the push, but there would have been punters on the 14 and a half as well, which would have been, uh, which would have been pretty nasty. Um, Modler, I think you've got a bad beat of your own. Oh, I do, yeah. This one uh, sort of originated from a friend of the program, the King. Um, he said early last week to sort of keep an eye on the weather in Sydney and, uh, you know, the Tigers uh, in, in the NRL struggle to score a bit. So I, I sort of went the heroic option option and, and took them to, to go scoreless at $9 rather than just sort of back a few safer unders options. And, yeah, it was looking good for 79 minutes of the game and then, and then they decided to, to cross over right at the end just to make it, I think, 30 to 4. And, uh yeah, and cost that bet. So, so I'll, I'll throw that one in the ring. It's a little bit nasty. I've just had one uh, actually just messaged through on the on WhatsApp. Uh, it's from a, a gentleman known to us all, the stats man. He's gone crook about the forty plus for the Tigers. I think Rewalt after the got uh, after the siren had a chance to uh, to snap one through. Very casual in his rep- uh, approach, sort of arguing with the umpire. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The umpire says you got to kick it from that spot. 
rather than go back, kick the drop pony, thinks I'm still going to do it. I reckon he sort of just impacted his run up and uh, to the skinny side, misses the 40 plus for the stats man. So that was uh, perhaps a little bit, uh, a little bit stiff. Um, and that was a bit of a theme. Pope, we were just talking off air uh, a moment ago about, um, you know, what was the theme of the weekend uh, in the AFL? And it was, it was definitely those big margins uh, against the market. You know, we had a, uh, Sydney, North Melbourne, West Coast, um, Collingwood, uh, Tigers and uh, and Doggies um, and uh, well, Hawks, St Kilda as well. So if you're on the right side of those margins, you know, if you're able to uh, predict that market with with a bit of accuracy, I'm, 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 I definitely uh, didn't get on the right side of it myself. But um, but if you were able to, to land some of those, you would have had a pretty good weekend on the punt, I, I reckon. Is there any reason or any potential theory behind why that would be the case? Mug, is it just one of those if a team's 10% off that they're going to struggle to obviously get the result they want on any given day? Yeah, yeah, mate, 100%. I, I reckon I reckon the comp, uh, probably the, the top three have separated themselves a little bit. I reckon the rest of the comp, and I think I said this in our futures uh, program as well, on any given day, on any any given Saturday, if you're ten percent off, uh, and the other team is is a bit on, um, it's going to be close. And that was really evident in the North Melbourne Sydney game. You know, the Swans looked like they had concrete boots on, and North got themselves emotionally invested and uh, and revved themselves up and almost pinched it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. What did we see over in the NRL, boys? We've with in terms of bad beats, sorry. No, nah, just just in terms of the um, just in terms of the weekend. Uh, was there anything that sort of was of interest to you, Pope? Yeah, well, we saw probably cementing of the opposite of AFL that the best are separating themselves from their rest pretty quickly in NRL. That the lines becoming bigger by the week, and so the results. Seven out eight favourites got up, and some of those lines crept up to pretty big numbers by kick-off time in some games, high teens and, and early 20s. So a little bit of a familiar story from the last two years is starting to revisit itself after what was, at least the first three weeks, a pretty competitive competition. It, there's now starting to be a fair bit of separation there. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, and we'll talk uh, to that in a moment uh, with betting review. Um, we'll have a little bit of a recap of how we went. The AFL was a bit up and down. So I, I was speaking about the Cats um, on, I can't even remember now, was, I think it was Friday night, wasn't it? Uh, Cats uh, versus Brizzy. They just get such a lick. I know a lot of people going crook about the umpires. That's one of the reasons why they're such a big home ground advantage. That's why they're so good to back down there because they get such a great lick. So um, you got to factor that in with your betting. Um, but the Cats head-to-head got up. Um, I missed on the Hawks. Missed, missed by a mile, really. The Hawks were terrible. Um, and Statsman was a bit the same. He... Uh, he was on Gold Coast. That was a good get for the punters, uh, Pope. If you took some margins there as well, you would have done quite well. And uh, and he was with the Hawks. We did speak on the podcast last week about Essendon and West Coast. Um, that I was I was keen to back uh, Essendon, but when Stringer was out, I had to pull out of that. I alerted the listeners to that um, on Twitter, and uh, and Statsman was a bit the same with with West Coast. He was uh, the warning bells went off when all those players uh, didn't or, or, or didn't come back in. So uh, we pulled out of uh, those two two bets. So that's why it is good to follow us on Twitter at Barefoot Punter One. So if you're listening to this program, 
do listen to us on Twitter because um, you can pick up some extra information as the weekend uh, passes by. Um, you boys, um, Pope, how did you go, mate? Mixed fortune, smug, into, not just in terms of results, which I think were two and two for the league, but also the nature in which they won or lost. Thursday night got exceptionally lucky on the overs. I tipped up despite the deluge in Newcastle, the Steel City, that overs was the play there. And remarkable. That, that was a bad beat for the unders, better that one. Very bad beat. Three tries in the last 10 minutes to match the three <laughs> tries remaining in the game, got us over in that game. Then I said South minus and back alternates and I, I think 19 and a half is then we fell upon and but that could have been 15, 16. They led by 18 and that as well. And and Canterbury scored a try. Sorry, St. George scored a try at the bell to bring that down to 12, which which could have been another bad beat as well for 13 plus punters. And then two somewhat unlucky that Parramatta jumped out to the leads against the Titans and Titans came home like a train to cover that. And Canterbury lost by 20, which was, we said, seven and a half last week. So they got out to 20 and a half. But um, in all honesty, they're probably holding on to get within that close of Penrith. So not really too much misfortune for plus backers in that game. Yeah, well, Pope, uh, you may be selling yourself short there a little bit because uh, one thing that you did say was keep a bit of an eye on the overs uh, this weekend. And, uh, mate, it was six out of eight. Um, I ran a few different multis myself, so I know I definitely uh, profited from some of your information and I'm hoping some of our listeners did as well. So kudos to you, mate, because that was an excellent uh, little tidbit and uh, a bit of information uh, for the punters. So hopefully that, uh, that helped out a few people, mate. So well done. Mod love for yourself, mate. Um, I, I was having a look at your AFL model. It looked like you actually got most things right, actually, on your AFL model. Um, how did you fare over the weekend? Yeah, actually, it went, went not too bad. So once once teams were out and I re-ran it, sort of, um, you know, the model was fairly in line with the market, but where it was different, it tended to go well. So I had West Coast about 380-odd, and, and I think you were getting, you know, a bit more than 4 bucks, 450 maybe on the day. So yep. so that was a good result there. Same with Richmond. I had them, yeah, slight, slight edge there. And, and um, Trio as well, I had them about $1.60-odd. So, so those Saturday afternoon... Um, the evening games all sort of tended to click. Um, and then, yeah, Adelaide as well was another good one for me. Oh, not a good one, but a, a, an edge for me. But, yeah, I suppose they ended up covering and, and just, just missed chocolates on the head-to-head as well. Um, and, and likewise with you guys, yeah, um, Hawks were, were a big miss for me. I was, yeah, handy on them, but, but obviously couldn't get close on the day. Yep. Yeah. So the mo- it, it, it's it's nice to see that your AFL model that you haven't sort of fired up as heavily uh, and invested as heavily in, into your NRL model that the AFL model's holding its own. Uh, it looks early in the season. So I guess as we go through the program uh, for the listeners, um, just you know make sure you're putting an ear to uh, to the modeler's AFL model as well as his NRL model because they they're both performing uh, quite well. So uh, so Pope, with that in mind, um, should we talk some AFL? Let's do it, Mug, and we go to the traditional Easter Thursday clash at the Gabba to kick off proceedings this week. Don't we, Brisbane v Collingwood, and I'll hand it over to you. You've doing heavy lifting tonight without Statsman, so yeah. what are you seeing in this one? Mate, I was actually, uh, I was actually quite keen on the pies uh, early when I saw that number. Um, with, with, with the personnel coming back, uh, Taylor Adams and Dugowie, uh, I, I was sort of in the low 20s 
you know, in terms of a market there. And it was already up around, I think, 26 at the jump. And uh, and Toppy now, Pope, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're sitting at 29. Uh, I think that opened up at around about that 20, 27, 20, 26, 27 mark. So I was going to be quite keen on the pies, but then they've lost... Um, then they've lost Myacek, Elliot, and he's only a young kid, Ginevan, but that's half of their forward line. And a couple of weeks ago, they lost uh, Kruger and uh, McCready. So they've lost the whole forward line in the space of, you know, a couple of weeks. And um, and I just think that's, you know, the Brisbane back line's performing pretty well. And they're going to have to now throw Dugowie, I think, down forward, which then they lose a bit of power out of the middle. Um, uh, it's it's not really a, a betting one for me now. I think if you if you're desperate to have a bet, I probably couldn't turn you off the Brisbane minus. I definitely wouldn't be piling into it. Maybe it's just a you know just a little half unit or a 0.25 unit just for an interest bet. Um, I probably couldn't be on the pies now just with those outs. So um, yeah, not, not not too much. But if you if you're an absolute sicko and you have to, I'd probably just um, I think I think everyone will bet this game up a bit. So if you are wanting to have a bet, probably just jump in now at the at the high twenties. But it's not a it's not really a betting game uh, for me. That's for sure. Question without notice, Mug. The the hundred seventy three and a half total points is that about right for a Brisbane knock game? Does uh, mate? To be honest, I haven't even uh, I haven't even gone to the totals myself yet. Uh, haven't uh, done the work on that, but um, that probably feels a little bit high. I think the reason why that number is a bit high is um, would be just based on the the Collingwood game style has opened up quite a bit, and uh, and Brisbane, the punters are probably thinking that Brisbane can can put the foot down and score a bit. But um, as we know, this time of the year it does get slippery up there. Um, so just. Just uh, buyer beware a little bit on that one. Yeah, like it. Uh, Modler, anything for you in that one that you want to speak to? Yeah, I've, I've uh, you know, run the model over last week's squads and made the changes. I've, I've brought Adams and to go in and, and left Elliot out, but I haven't made those other changes Mike mentioned. And, you know, before that I had pies about 4.15. So, you know, slight edge there, but with those other changes, I'd, I'd probably be inclined to leave that one alone. Yep, fair enough. Sounds like consensus to some degree on that one. We go to the traditional Good Friday clash now as well, Mug, in North Melbourne v Western Bulldogs on Friday afternoon at Marvel. What's yeah, your I, on this one? Yeah, mate, I've had a, I've had a bet on that one at 36 and a half. I, I don't love it, but I just think that that number was a bit too high. And, uh, and, I, and I think if I was still going to have a bet now, I'd probably still prefer uh, the outsider uh, as opposed um, to the dogs, um, just a big number. The North have, have shown a little bit of uh, fortitude, and uh, the dogs, you know, you think they'll bounce back, but uh, you know, they're, they're not going. They've got some problems of their own. Uh, they, they don't have a great functioning forward line. Um, they're not overly strong down back. Um, look, I, I definitely couldn't be ploughing into the minus. That's for sure. Uh, if you were twisting my arm uh, now. It would be the plus. Um, probably not a huge one I can recommend for the listeners. Um, as I said, I've had a little bit at the thirty-six, but um, but yeah, not not a big not a big uh, lean for me. One thing I have seen a fair bit of this week, Mug, that you're ahead of the game on is the expected score analysis related to the Western Bulldogs. I've seen that 
prolific during the week. So once again, ahead of the field in your analysis of this game. Well, mate, that's that, that's another thing, you know. That, that's another buyer beware back in the doggies. You know, depending on what day you get them, they they might just not kick very well. Um, you know, you can you can uh, you can go crook about expected score all you want. It doesn't doesn't get your bets back, that's for sure. Um, so, and it's it's a trend with the dogs. It's not it's not a new thing. They've been kicking poorly um, on and off for a couple of years. So, yeah, I don't know. Leave me out of that. Modler, anything for you in this one? Yeah, I've, I've got it reasonably close to market again. I've got Norse about 440. So, again, I, I, similar to Mark, I'd probably, yeah, have a, have a small cautious bet there. If you took, yeah, if you haven't got the 36 and a half, well done. I think it's down to about 31 now. So, yeah, um, yeah probably a half play for me, if anything. But, I mean, like you say, Pope, you know, it's with trepidation. North aren't a good team, you know, and, <laughs> you know, so you get, you, you're, back in a, you're back in a bad team. That, um, but... We'll see. Speaking of teams who probably aren't expected to be classified as a good team, we go to Friday night, West Coast Eagles v Sydney Swans over in the West. Nugget, probably a bit of intrigue after, I guess, Eagles getting off the mark with their first win in the year last year and, and Swans probably being a little bit unimpressive against North. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing about West Coast this year that is definitely evident is their spirit. Um and I called them the weak coast Eagles a lot last year, just because they were just completely broken. Uh, they had some shocking performance. North Melbourne actually went over to on, on a wet night and beat them over there late in the season, which was a shocking performance. They got their, it was their, their champion captains, I think 300th game, at the MCG against a depleted Collingwood and Collingwood pants them, I think by about 60 points or something like that. They got absolutely flogged by Sydney down at Geelong um, one, one game. So um, West Coast shocking last year, uh, but they've, they've turned it around and um, I think they are playing with some spirit and there is word that they could get some significant reinforcements back. I saw a bit of word around Shuey, around Yo, um, I think Duggan and, uh, and a few others. They lose Nick Nat, which is a which is a big loss, but Sydney also lose Buddy. Um, so that probably, Nick Nat's probably more... These days, probably more valuable than Buddy, but um, but look, I think I think at the number you can still have a little one there, Pope. Um, what have we got? We got about still about ten, I think. Ten, ten and a half at uh, top yeah, spot. yeah, ten and a half at Toppy, and um, I think you can still have a little go on the West Coast there. I, I I just think with those reinforcements, if they do get the reinforcements this time, uh, it's worth the play. I, I could see that getting closer to pick. Uh, if West Coast do get the players. So I think for that reason alone, a little bit similar to the first game of the year when we spoke about Gold Coast, like West Coast could have no one, so therefore it's worth a roll of the dice. This is probably the opposite. West Coast could get a lot back, so therefore I think it's worth the roll of the dice because uh, if they do get them back, it's a it's a really significant shift in that market, I feel. So yeah, I'm having a I'm having a bet on that one, Pope, and, and happy to recommend that one to the listeners uh, on West Coast. Yeah, great. That's um, that's an interesting one for the listeners. Just out of curiosity, what is home ground advantage worth over in the West and Optus? Oh, and you're talking about Sydney, so the second biggest trip in the caper, um, and it's a young team for Sydney too. Like, so the, the familiarity wouldn't be great over there. It's it's got to be 10, 12 at least. You know, so it's 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 a it's a double. It's a double-figure margin. Yeah. And would that be one of the highest in the competition? 
Yep, them and Geelong uh, for mine. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's uh, that's interesting. Um, Oliver, it looks like preview to your set of numbers. It looks like you do have a bit of a view in this game. Yeah, I've, I've, with those changes that Mug mentioned before, I've, I've got West Coast about two thirty, so a, sort of a smallish uh, yeah edge for me, and, and sort of yeah a bit of a consensus with the Mug there. Um, I guess you know given the last couple of weeks where they've been expected ins and, and they haven't really materialised, I'd probably prefer <laughs> to wait till the Thursday. So um, you know to see what the actual actual squads come out, but yeah, so happy to throw half a half a bit out there at the moment and see what happens Thursday. Yep, that's good. That's good to know. We might skip through Saints and Gold Coast and move on to Adelaide v the Tigers. Mug, what are you seeing in this game? Yeah, mate, I'm pretty much on market at the moment, but it's got to feel like it's going to keep moving. So if we can get some more, you know, towards the pick, um, I'll have a go at the Tigers there. I, I just and look, Adelaide, Adelaide have been pretty reasonable. They've they've been pretty competitive. Um, but I just think uh, the Tigers, if they can play somewhere near their potential or somewhere near their level, they should be too much for uh, Adelaide. And uh, that that market's on a it's on a market that I really uh, want to be in. And in actual fact, I backed Adelaide at ten plus um, at ten ten and a half. But I, you know, if I can get the movement, I'll back the Tigers. If I can't, I'll just hold my uh, Adelaide bet. So market watch, market watch there, Pope. And picks the number that you would get involved, Mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we get down to around that uh, even money mark, then um, then I'll I'll have a go back um, with the Tigers. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Probably the, the thought process there, as much as anything, is really intriguing and, and a good education process for the listeners. Um, Modler, I know that there is a view from you in this one, so talk us through it. Yeah, so I've, I've made the changes. I've brought, um, I think, Boston and, and Lambert back in for the Tigers, but even still, I've, I've got Adelaide favourites as far as the model's concerned, about a dollar eighty there. So I don't know. Uh, Makes me nervous. It is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the model's underreacted or if the market's overreacted to that to that announcement or if there's something else happening there. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking Adelaide there at the moment. And, and as you say, Mark, it's sort of been. You know, pretty competitive so far this year. They've only won one game after the siren, but their percentage yep. is near, nearly ninety, so they've not been a million miles away yep. so far. Yeah, happy to happy to you know happy to be on our way there. Yeah, nice. Few few angles there to consider for the listeners, which is always interesting. The next game is our top sport market mover of the week here, and also again the barefoot tweet strikes again here in this one. That's the 20 and a half that was there on Sunday night is now out to 32, 33 and a half. So the mug doing his magic once again, and we've seen that line move a long way to around the number he indicated. Outside of that, mug, talk us through this one. Uh, probably hard to be coming into the D's now after such a big shift. So, you know, I never really liked tipping things up after they've already moved. Um, uh, but... Um, Look, do you want to be on GWS back the other way? I mean, it's probably starting to get to that point, uh, you know. Um, but I just, I don't know. The market was really weird, Pope. It opened up at twenty. Um, sorry, opened up at twenty. I, I was at twenty six, and um, and I thought, oh, okay, um, you know, 
Toby must be back, and I, I haven't factored that in. And and then I, I went and checked the uh, the records, and he's not back for another week. So I don't know if the market was thinking that as well or whatever. And and now um, now the the I think the models were a little bit higher as well, around that 32, 33 mark. So I don't know how much more we get now. Um, I hope we get some more. Um, if we get some more, I'll, I'll probably have to have a little bit back the other way, just because I'm I'm not where I'm. I'm less than the market now so i'll probably have to come back a little bit but mcg melbourne extremely dominant um that 20 and a half was uh yeah was was a good price outside of with no real player news attached to that game is that a, a fairly major move to move 13 points for oh. i guess no real apparent reason yeah, oh, yeah, that's that, yeah. Oh, oh, that's that's as big as it gets. I reckon that that's as big as move as you'll get in the AFL with no player, like no known significant player movement, unless there's something happening behind the scenes that I don't know about. But um, but yeah, that's a huge go. Um, at um, you know, for no apparent reason. Yeah, strange. You, you probably get two or three of those a year, don't you? Really, like something like that that just stands out with being able to put pinpoint why it's. It was what it was. It, it probably ha- happens in count one hand, couldn't you? How, how regularly that would occur? Well, it was interesting. The first few weeks, I guess, of the AFL, but there was a lot of player movement. We we actually had a lot of market movement in in those first three weeks. Then last week's um, weekend of betting was actually really stable, but then we had the biggest variances in the in the results. So. The bookies uh, are probably a little bit on the hop at the moment, thinking where where is the right spot to be, and and I guess if you're um, got your ear to the ground and you're astute, um, there's there's potentially a few things that you can sort of just pick off at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Modler, anything for you on this one? No, not much interest here for me. I've got Melbourne at dollar fifteen, so yeah, near enough where they are at the market. So I'm, I'm happy to, to uh, shoulder arms for that one. Beautiful. And we'll finish with the Easter Monday, the traditional Easter Monday clash there too, Mug. Your Hawks, who were dismal on Sunday, it's probably fair to say, up against the Cats, who all I've heard all week is they're one of three contenders for the Premiership. What do you think of this game? Yeah, I mean, it's always a great occasion. I've been to quite a few over the years and I haven't spoken to the Missa yet, but I wouldn't mind... uh getting along to that one uh, on Monday um, myself. Um, yeah, it's um, – and, and they're usually tightly, pretty tightly contested. You know, they haven't been – I think Danger kicked six there a couple of years ago and maybe it was like a 30-point-plus 30, 30 um, margin. But other than that, they're pretty close, Pope, like less than four goals on most occasions. Hawks have won as, won as pretty decent underdogs a couple of times in the last few years as well. It's a different squad, different coach – all that, but um, yes, I think we're sitting. What's top? He got him at the moment, Pope. Uh, I think we're at 16, 16 and a half at the moment. I think we can get a bit of movement, and um, and if we can sort of push up around the twenty mark, you definitely got to have something on the Hawks. I, I said to you pre-show that that inference or, or that hypothesis matches sort of what I've seen from afar. That Hawks match up quite well against the Cats too, seemingly, don't they? even in recent years where they've been a bottom 18. Yeah, I think it's just one of these games. You know, like you see it at different times in the uh, showdown in the Adelaide game that, you know, Port sort of almost doesn't matter where they are on the ladder sometimes. They, you know, the uh, Anzac Day game can be a bit like that as well. You know, Essendon and Collingwood can be far apart on the ladder but really have a, a tightly um, contested game. I think this one's a bit the same. They really get up for it. So, um 
yeah, I, I think if that if that uh, line goes out a little bit further, and I think it will too. When Selwood and, and Stewart get get named, I think we'll see a little bit of movement. Young Day's not going to play, um, you know, getting knocked out. So he's he's a good little player for us. So I think we do get a bit more movement. So hold tight, Hawks punters, and um, you know, uh, here we go again, uh, back in the Hawks. Uh, uh, when it feels wrong, but uh, <laughs> there we go. Mother, what did you see? Um, yeah, so just running the squads as they were last week, I've, I've thrown Selwood in and it's making Hawks about a 260 price. So in line with you there, I, got, I, don't, mind, I don't mind them uh, at that price, sort of, you know, I'm going to run between a half and a full unit bet, I guess. But yeah, happy to happy to have a play at them and, and yeah, probably worth the wait as if you say, you know, they do they do drift out if, you know, if and when Selwood gets named. Yeah. So, uh, so Pope, I think we've got, uh, or from my perspective, um, I think I've only put the one bet up there, which was uh, you can have a little bit of a roll of the dice on on West Coast, and um, and then there's Market Watch Tigers, Market Watch Hawks, and uh, if you're a real sicko and you have to have a bet on something uh, early on in the weekend, um, probably Brisbane and North would be the ones that I'd be uh, I'd be I'd be suggesting. Also, a strong way to finish there for our listeners. The much Vaunted consensus bet in that last game between the mother and the mug. So we always like to finish on a high. <laughs> Very good. All right, mate. That's enough AFL. Let's talk some NRL with the Pope. Uh, so, mate, um, kicking off, we're going to be talking some Canterbury Souths. Um, what are we seeing here? The, the interesting part of this one, mug, is... Latrell's out for one, so he's out for eight weeks in this game. And this market or this price has hardly moved one iota wow. from his injury on Saturday night to after. And you're either saying that that price probably wasn't big enough to start with, the minus should have been greater, or it's it's wrong now. And I lean towards the latter. I, I get this. I had this less than ten and a half, and there's that there's a saying that we all know around definition of insanity, and we're going to the well and bulldogs for the third week running mug, but the numbers don't lie and it's too many for me at the moment without the troll. So yep. I'm putting up a bet for dogs here and, and probably a bit of head-to-head that South, outside of being two and three and, and probably just going to some extent without the troll on Saturday night, they, they look deficient in attack. So I'm prepared to back Bulldogs for the third week running. Um, a few more factors here that probably tie into, into it without the troll for South. Lovely. Modler? Yeah, likewise. I, I did a bit of a double take when, when I heard the news. Uh, you know, Mitchell wasn't playing. I didn't see South Trice budget at all. And, and when I ran the model just before, it's, it's come up with um, Canterbury about a 320 shot. It's, you know, the models liked Canterbury all year, given the, the ins they've had this year. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'm happy to join you there, Pope, with a with consensus bit. Yeah, beautiful. All right, boys. Well, there's, uh, there's one straight off the bat. And I thought, Pope, again, uh, you know, and this is, again, my just my layman eye. I watched a little bit of that game um, on Sunday evening. They were getting beaten, but it does feel like the dogs have a bit of spirit there. Like, they have a bit of camaraderie. They they celebrated their success really strongly when they scored a try. Like, it does feel like they got a bit of uh, a bit of spirit there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's you, you always want to see it, see your team that you're backing have have a bit of fortitude, and I, I think they've got it. So, uh, so Matt, I, I love that bet. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you can probably apply that knowledge or or that statement to four of their five games too, Mug. That they've probably had that. They've at least been competitive hmm. with the one Mulligan down in Melbourne. So, it's a decent sample now that I think they're worth getting behind on Friday. 
Yep, love it. That's awesome, mate. Next game we want to talk about, and uh, and that's the Seagulls uh, taking on the Titans. So, Pope, we've got uh, Seagulls here, $1.48 at Toppy, um, Gold Coast, two sixty five, and we've got a line, uh, $1.90 line, five, uh, five and a half. So, mate, which side are you on? I'm on the I'm on the men from the Gold Coast here, Mark, which oh, is boy. the first time this year. I've probably yeah. been potting them more than most, but this is this is one of the games that if you pick up the paper on Saturday morning and saw thirty to six, merely beating Newcastle last week, you'd be surprised this angle. But that, that score certainly didn't paint a full picture of what occurred. And you are dealing with a turboless manly, as we as we touch on. They are their re- recent record has improved that too. I think they're five of the last six now, but that, that game in the wet with Newcastle having injuries on Friday, you, you can pay scant regard to that. And, yeah, the, the goalpost in this one, who can score points, and that's that's probably one area Manly will struggle without Turbo. I'll be on the underdogs, backing them head-to-head, and and I wouldn't be afraid to probably back them 13 plus. If they, if they do put it together, as I say, like they, they can score. Defence is their problem, but if, if it all comes together on the night, I think they can win this and, and probably run away with it. And, and just for the listeners, Pope, is that a game where you would bother with that five-and-a-half-point line or, or are you just more focused on the head-to-head and the margin there? Yeah, well, I, am in, I am in that one, probably for a multitude of reasons, but what one of them is the subjectivity around the turbo factor that it's, it's harder to probably get an accurate read on the line. And we also are going into territory of 2021 to some degree where, these, where the, the plus angle might be coming less of a factor again in the last fortnight. So I'd be more on the head-to-head and, and yep. especially less than a converted try that I'd I'd go the head-to-head and margin angle here. Yep. Okay. That's that's uh, good information. Modler? Yeah. So I think we've discussed earlier in the year how the model lives are seagull side with turbo in it. And, and you know, given he's out, it's, it's jumped right off him. I've actually got Gold Coast slight favourites here, about $1.90. Wow. Um, so, so, yeah, two from two with the... Suspects here with Pope. That's that's awesome, and um, yeah, and and a big. uh, So that's that's a that's you got a big 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 overlay there, uh, Modler, in in terms of your market versus um, versus where the the betting market actually is. So that's uh, sit up and take note of that, punters. That's uh, that's lovely. Um, and uh, the next one, um, Pope, I don't know if this has been uh, touted as, a, as one of the bigger games of the round. It sort of feels like it to, to, to us. I don't know if that's because we're in Melbourne, but a um, couple of uh, former Melbourne players who have made a big impact in Cronulla are coming back home. Melbourne Storm are taking on Cronulla. $1.38 Melbourne Storm, three oh five Cronulla at Top Sport, seven and a half the line. What do you see? Yeah, you touch, you summed it up pretty well there, Margaret. There's a few ingredients in this cocktail. The other one being Cronulla's probably new kids on the block. They're, they're four and one. They're the, they're the team that's probably deemed as the up and comer to challenge the, the pecking order of Penrith and Melbourne to some extent. So it's always an appetizing game when you get a, a new team who you think is going to be good across the season, come up against one of these established decent teams. And, and that's what we've got. I am really looking forward to this game as a starting point to see where Cronulla's at against the heavyweight. The My numbers have this pretty close to what it is, Mug. The, the one angle that I probably would go with, and it, and it's more intuition as much as anything, is I'd, I'd probably have Melbourne stamping a bit of a 
authority or, or making a statement in this game. And, and I'd do that by a first-half bet, probably. I'd, I'd probably look the, at them to jump out of the blocks here. I think in the past, when teams go down to Melbourne and, and probably go there with a bit of reputation, they can they can quickly find themselves behind 18-0 or 20-0 or something early. So I'd, I'd probably find a first-half angle here and, and back 13-plus margin first half or something here wow. and, and have Melbourne make a statement. It, it's not something I... Go down too often, but I think Cronulla are a good enough team. But but I can see them getting blown out of the park early by a heavyweight team on their home home paddock in Melbourne Storm. That's uh, that's awesome, Pope. I, I love the angle there. And what are we talking? We're probably talking what a, a four point line or something like that, are we? If we're seven and a, well, that's a little bit juice that one. But it, would that be right? Sort of a four four point line half time? Is that sort of where we would be? You think? Yeah, three and a half, four points. So. You know, like even if you want 13 plus in the match, you're probably not getting the price. Whereas, as I say, if I read this correctly, that 13 plus half time or whatever it might be, 15 plus, but let's say 13, you're going to get two to one or greater there, which which is a fair bit of value. Um, as I say, I, this is a bit of a Melbourne template when you get these good teams go down there. They want to show them who's still doing dominant team in the comp, so I can um, I can certainly get behind that first half angle. No, I love that, Pope uh, Modler. Yeah, I've got this one right on the uh, right on the market here. So I think the model like you know the charts for, for the first uh, opening rounds this year, but um, yeah, nothing nothing so far. But I think um, yeah, I think once this podcast wraps up, I might have to run down to the, to the Queensland tab here and see if I can get that first half price before it gets knocked off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. Um, well, that's a that's a great angle, and I don't I don't don't actually know if I've heard you talk about that before, Pope. I know. From an AFL perspective, at times we've spoken about Gold Coast um, with the halftime line, um, but to hear you talking about and, and having that thought process around this particular game and talking about that halftime line, um, that's that's actually quite exciting. And, um, and I hope the uh, the punters uh, are taking note. Uh, very good, mate. And uh, the last one that we've got here is the Dragons uh, taking on the Knights. And uh, this is... Um, I think this is probably our tightest game of the weekend, Pope. Uh, we're sitting here, Dragons, um, down at uh, Wynn Stadium, which is in Wollongong. Um, that's, uh, I guess, the throwback to the old Illawarra days, is it, Pope? Um, the Illawarra Steelers, um, $1.65, Newcastle Knights, two twenty-five, three and a half line. Talk to us, Pope. You just throw those little nuggets in there occasionally, don't you, Muggy? Illawarra Steelers, like not not everyone would know about that in Melbourne. So oh, mate, once again, forty-three years old, knowledge you know, wise, you, you, remember, you remember some of these things. <laughs> to, the, to the game itself, I really, really like Newcastle. Probably about three hours ago, I, I thought this price was way too short, and it has it, it's not quite the top sort market move of the week to the Melbourne GWS extent, but it has moved four points in Newcastle's direction. So, but. However, this afternoon there is allegedly some COVID floating around in the Steel City in Newcastle, which might have some impact as the week goes on. So there's a little bit of trepidation that we might wait and see. But even as prices as they hold, I, I have this closer to pick. I, I think St. George are a pretty average side as it stands. And I, I have Newcastle rated better. And even with home ground, I, I still have this round, round pick. I touched on it earlier in the Manly game that there's a bit of mulligan with the injuries Newcastle had last Thursday night. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't read too much in that result itself. But if um, all's been equal and they go out with the team as named this afternoon, I'd be backing Newcastle at this price. 
Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's 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 really interesting, Modler. Uh, South came into the season with a fair bit of hype. They had a couple of big games uh, in the preseason. All of a sudden, they were a bit of the glamour team. Everyone was getting quite excited. Um, where do you stand on this issue, St. Uh, St. George versus Newcastle Knights? Yeah, I'm going to have to um, flip on, on Pope here. I've actually got St. George, uh, yeah, quite good value here. I've got them just shorter than $1.50. Um, I yeah. guess the point, one of the things the model doesn't pick up on is the context of a, of a result. So as, as, as he alluded to, you know, the Knights went down with a few injuries early and, and that's sort of something the model as it stands doesn't sort of doesn't pick up on and reflect on. So, yeah, you could probably give him a pass for last week. But as, you know, as, as things stand, it's the, the model's like in, um, yeah, St. George at the moment. Yeah, okay. Interesting. All right. So uh, complete opposite to the to the Pope there with a with a, a pretty strong lean uh, to the Dragons. So that uh, that is that is interesting. So the the listeners and the punters will have to make up their own mind there uh, with uh, with who they're with. Um, very good. Um, so uh, so Pope, do you just want to take us back a little bit and just take us back and just recap uh, those bets um, if you if you will? Yeah, I might almost certainly can. Um, Diaso or Mug, I should say, we're on the we're on the Bulldogs uh, on Friday afternoon against the Rabbitohs, and the angle we take here was we're back the plus at the big number. I think it's about ten and a half at the moment. We also have a little bit of head to head on the dogs in that one at three eighty at Top Sport currently. Uh, Seagulls v Titans, we're back in Titans at the two sixty five off the stick, and also a little bit of thirteen plus on the men from the Glitter Strip. There's a, Touch on they, they can score points, and if the ball bounces their way or they put it together for close to 80 minutes, I, I can see them probably running away with this one. Melbourne v Cronulla got the unique angle in that one that I can see Melbourne punching Cronulla in the mouth early, so to speak. And I'd be backing finding an angle around the 13 plus first half and, and getting behind that. You'll get a decent price for that. And as I say, I, I can really see them jumping out of the blocks and probably stamping their authority against the, the new kid on the block, so to speak. And the final game is Newcastle. For me, we'll, we'll hold off here until a bit closer to the stick yep. to get a few COVID updates around player availability. But outside of that, just straight head-to-head, 225. I personally, mother and I differ, but St. George aren't a good side as it stands at 1-4. So I'll be behind the Knights there at, uh, as I say, 225. Yep. Okay. Awesome. And and Modler, you're uh, with the Dragons. I don't think uh, didn't have a lean on the Storm uh, Sharks game, but you're with the Pope on those uh, those first two ones that we spoke about. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, like in Canterbury and and Gold Coast. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So two consensus bets for the listeners, uh, which is fantastic. Um, guys, some really good chat there and some good bets uh, for the listeners. So thank you very much, boys. Um, we're always brought to you by Top Sport. Uh, they've been in the caper for 30-plus years. Uh, Tristan and the boys uh, do an awesome job there. They will take your bet. If you haven't joined up yet with Top Sport, uh, get to the website, www.topsport.com.au, and, of course, download the app. And, uh, and Pope, we've got the uh, Barefoot Punter website up and running now too. So you can go to the website. You can see a little bit about us. You can see two things. There's two things on the website probably of interest for the uh, for the listeners. There's the subscribe button where you can subscribe to the email. Now, I had some issues with the email uh, in the past week. It, it <laughs> The platform that we associated ourselves with 
didn't like the fact that I had punter in my title and have said that we can't send, we can't use their platform if we're a punter. So that's a bit annoying. Uh, but one way or another, I will be getting the email out this week. So uh, go to that, click subscribe, and uh, and I can get your email address. Also, to Pope and Modler, we've got the collection tin. So if you've managed to profit, and I should probably put something in the collection tin for you, Pope, uh, after this uh, last weekend on the uh, on the overs. But if you've had a win on the punt and you like what we do, you like the content that we provide, you can just go and put a little something in the collection tin. And uh, and you can also feel good about it as well because Top Sport will match that dollar for dollar and pass uh, and pass some money on to Pass It On Clothing, which is their preferred charity. So, um, guys, get to the website. Um, it's www.barefootpunter.com.au and, um, and you can subscribe to the email and give to the collection tin. But, fellas, really good chat this evening. Always good to catch up with you guys. All the best with your punting. And Modler, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.